This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Hey folks, Matthew here, and we're doing a live show in LA on April 2nd at 7 p.m. at the Lyric Hyperion Theater in Silver Lake. And we're going to be joined by Bunker Buddies with Andy Bolt and Travis McElroy doing their hilarious fake apocalypse prepping show. And tickets are on sale now at bit.ly slash spilledmilkla. See you in L.A. This episode is brought to you by Kensington Publishing and Wedding Cake Murder by Joanne Fluke. It's the biggest wedding in cozy mystery history. Wow, say that three times Cozy mystery history. Wedding Cake Murder, the brand new culinary mystery book by Joanne Fluke, is on sale now everywhere books are sold. Yeah, it's no fluke. But it is by Joanne Fluke. And it is also now a hallmark television movie series featuring Minnesota bake shop owner Hannah Swenson and her delicious original recipes. Can I admit something? Yeah. <laughs> I love Hallmark movies. I don't watch them very often, but like when I'm at my in-laws for the holidays and there's a Hallmark movie on, I am all over it. Awesome. Okay. Well, available at last, Wedding Cake Murder is the book fans have been waiting for when Hannah finally says, I do. Pick up your copy of Joanne Fluke's Wedding Cake Murder today anywhere books are sold or visit joannefluke.mysteryparty.com for more info. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today's episode is on cauliflower. And we were we were just like having a little cauliflower discussion before recording the episode, which is not how the show is supposed to work. Mm-mm. So, but it's opposite day. We should also say that today's episode is brought to you by producer Abby. Yes, who said... Is it possible that you guys haven't done a cauliflower episode yet? Yet, and, and, and we I said, were like, I don't think we yeah, have. I know. Uh, I never have any idea. Do you know how many episodes we've done? Like over two hundred. I right? was trying to tell somebody about this podcast the other day, and you know, when you tell somebody that you do a podcast, they pretty much look at you like I thought. Serial loser. I thought serial like like made podcasts cool, and now everybody knows them and can't get enough. Yeah, but like you don't usually like whenever you meet somebody in your everyday life who has a podcast. Usually, they're like podcasting to themselves and like oh, their for best sure. friends. Yes, no. In fact, I, I was thinking about this myself recently because uh, when someone asks me what I do, I say I'm a writer, even though this is like the majority of my job at this mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, so, so yeah. So, I guess what I'm saying is I'm embarrassed to be on this. I'm show I'm embarrassed you. <laughs> to be on this show with you too. Uh, no, I was telling somebody about it the other day, and 
I, I was like scrambling to try to make it sound legitimate. I was like, uh, we've done like 200 episodes. Uh, we've been doing it for six years. We've, <laughs> yes. Uh, we're, uh, <laughs> we're still doing this thing for some reason. Uh, even though we only have two listeners. Hi. Hi, two listeners. Hi. Hi, mom. Hi. Um, uh, My mom listens too. Hi. Hi, other mom. In fact, when you made that, that uh, when we had the outtake about compulsive masturbation, I was a little bit like, oh, no, our moms. Oh, our moms are listening. Yeah. 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 They would never suspect. No. <laughs> no. All right. No idea. OK. So uh, cauliflower. Um, it was suggested by producer Abby, as noted. And uh, I have for you an heirloom produce quiz Woo-hoo! on cauliflower varieties. I have here the official... Uh, the official paper uh, constituting the official cauliflower heirloom cauliflower variety quiz. Great. Can I, can I say official a few more times? It, please, it, make it official. Okay, here's how this works. If you haven't heard one of our heirloom produce quizzes before, I have some real heirloom cauliflower varieties here and some fake ones that I made up, and Molly has to guess which are which. Ooh, the suspense is killing me. Snowball X. That's real. Yes. White Passion. Oh, that's fake. That's real. Oh, man. White magic. Huh. I'm going to go real. Yes, it's real. Are all of these going to be real? No, I actually made up some fake ones. Okay. White privilege. (laughs) That is fake. Yes. Snow cone. Real. Yes. Self blanch. That's got to be real. You couldn't have come up with that. You're not that funny. Nope. Nope. Alabastard. Alabastard? That's fake. That's fake. White elite. Oh, it's fake. It's real. No, no, that's terrible. I know it's it's horrible. Who would grow the white elite? Yeah, would you put that like at your at your farmer's market stand? Like you know, big signs of white elite. Oh, that is terrible. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, cheddar. That's real. Yes. Defender. It's got to be real. Yes. Don't. I'm not sure what it's defending against, but, you know, like various, like, Pests. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, bowls, bowl weevils and stuff. Uh, I quasar. love it when you say bowl weevil. Yeah. Quasar, that's fake. It's real. Oh, what is a quasar? Isn't it like a, some kind of meteor or something? It's, yeah, it's some kind of meteor. It's if like you're, something galactic. If you're an astronomer, a quasar is some kind of meteor, right? <laughs> like, it's probably going to fall on us. <laughs> okay, good one. Uh, Candid Charm. Real. Yes. Pale Fire. Real. No, that's a Nabokov novel. (laughs) Ice Age. Real. Yes. Blanche Devereaux. Fake. (laughs) Blanche Devereaux. She was my favorite favorite character on The Golden Girls. Oh, God, I love Blanche Devereaux. (laughs) So that's the end of the show, right? What a fox, that woman. Oh, yeah, she was awesome. Let's walk down memory lane. Uh, I'm sure I had cauliflower as a kid, probably probably frozen, like maybe in a vegetable assortment, and probably also fresh. I don't remember it very well. I don't really remember it much either. I remember, you know, if we would be eating somewhere where your, uh, you know, your hunk of meat would show up with mashed potatoes and like... Molly, your, your hunk of meat is showing. Uh. <laughs> wow, mean, that was that was many many times more than I deserved for that. 
Anyway, where your steak would show up with like mashed potatoes yes. and like steamed previously frozen carrot coins that right. were like, you know, cut on the like wavy blade, like oh, waffle yeah. style. Oh, the wavy blade. The wavy blade. <laughs> anyway, usually with the carrots, there would be little cauliflower bits. Right. Okay. Uh, that's most of the cauliflower I remember from my youth. Yeah, me too. In restaurants. I'm sure that my parents cook, cooked cauliflower at home. I can't say that I really remember how. I think they might have just steamed it. Yeah, I feel I like... I gotta say, I've got nothing against steamed cauliflower. I have something against it. It's fine. It's totally I fine. Just put know. enough salt on it, and it's great. I don't know. It I gets, mean, it's it gets not mush, how... like, soggy so easily, and... You don't cook it that long. Okay. It's not how I choose to cook cauliflower, but I would definitely not refuse somebody's steamed cauliflower. I really think it cauliflower deserves to get some color on it. I think you're right. So let's talk about about the ways that we would actually cook cauliflower. Okay. The way I generally actually cook cauliflower two different ways. And, you know, 90% of the time I roast it. I feel like when I first tried roasted cauliflower, it was like when I first met my actual wife. Like, I just knew. The 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 skies parted and, like, yeah, the God, skies parted. the goddess leaned down uh-huh. and said, behold. And, yeah, she came out of a shell. <laughs> here is a chunk of meat (laughs) yeah well it was great up until that point um anyway anyway, that was your wife and yeah hi honey and uh there (laughs) so roasted cauliflower is so great you almost don't need to know anything else about cauliflower. you know where i first learned about roasted (laughs) in the bible (laughs) when when a piece of it got stuck in your throat do you grapes episode when you said behold can thou hear the crunching of my seed I do remember that that was when things got biblical <laughs> oh, this is our second biblical episode <laughs> no I think I think we've done way more than that okay anyway so back in the day Matthew I'm about to out us you and I both used to be active we're actually married in this <laughs> online food forum called e-gullet yes and it was the nerdiest thing ever and yet i learned a lot about food from e-gullet oh, for sure. and this was in the era before blogs were mainstream and like i felt like i didn't know anybody in my everyday life i was in grad school i didn't know anybody in my everyday life who was like <laughs> <laughs> why are you crying <laughs> what What's happening? I just can't stop laughing. Um, I have so much snot in my nose. Yeah. I need to blow my nose. You can do that. Also, so, so what I'll say, first of all, the name Egullet, it's the kind of name that at first it sounded ridiculous and then it started to seem normal and now it sounds ridiculous again. I think probably Molly and I first met because uh, of Egullet. And we were babies. We were tiny, drooling babies. We we had runnier noses then than Molly even does now. How how old were you at that time? I was like twenty four, yeah. twenty five, and uh, you were already pretty established as a writer. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were already pretty old. You were already pretty old. True story. Yeah, you I were was... already writing for the Seattle Times and Seattle Magazine. Oh, that's true. I was I was part of the establishment. I was I was just a lowly little grad student, and we both we've told this story before, but we yeah. both went to like this chocolate tasting right. party. God, we were so lame. We were foodies. We were total foodies. <laughs> little baby foodies. Anyway, but I learned about roasting cauliflower for the first time on. Egullet, um, I think from a man named Jim Dixon, who I have now had the great pleasure of meeting. He Jim lives, Dixon is awesome. Jim Dixon is really kind of 
a guru of all things good food. He, uh, I think his website is called like Real, Real Good, good food. food. He lives in Portland. He um, he sells wonderful olive oil. He gave me some great salt cured capers. Nice. Anyway, Jim Dixon, I believe, is the one who first wrote about it on Egolet, um, I think. And he referred to it as caramelized cauliflower. The idea being that you slice it thinly. Yes. You don't break it into florets. You slice it thinly so that you've got a lot of surface area against the pan. You use a decent amount of olive oil and high heat and you get a lot of color on that baby. Yes, in the oven. So, uh, yeah, I did it at 450 for like 15 minutes. When you slice it, you slice it like half an inch thick so it sort of falls apart and you get, you get some florets and some stalks and some little bits. And it's all Those good. Those little bits get really crunchy. And I use a lot of olive oil, like more than I think I should. And plenty of salt. And that's, that's all you need. Oh, boy. <laughs> can, I, can I sit in the other room and still do the show somehow? I have a terrible cold. Anyway, no. Um, you definitely use more olive oil than I do. And uh, your cauliflower gets, uh, well, it, the dark part gets more crispy than mine mm-hmm. does. Mine has a nice caramelized flavor. Yours also has a texture to go with it. Yeah, so if you get nothing else from this episode than roasted cauliflower, and you probably will get nothing else from this episode. That's true. That and a lot of phlegm. So <laughs> Then it was worth it. So when I was single and in grad school and... Um, sort of just getting into a routine of like easy cooking for myself. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I used to make all the time was this roasted or caramelized cauliflower. And I would toss with it a red onion that I had cut into thin little wedges. Nice. And um, a can of drained and rinsed chickpeas. I would toss all of this with salt and like garam masala or some sort of mixture of warm kind of Indian type spices. And I would roast it, get lots of good color on all of it. And then I would put a fried egg on top of that. Nice. And it was so good. And I ate that a lot as a grad student. Yeah. Cheap, easy. Cauliflower in a curry is a really good move. Yeah, we should talk about, let's talk about aloo gobi, uh, one of the Indian preparations. Yes, so it's... uh, Wait, I forgot what the other thing is. It is potatoes. Potato. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I was in college, uh, you know, back back in another millennium, uh, literally, the one of the most popular entrees at the dining hall was alu gobi um, because uh, it was vegetarian, which many people were, but also because it actually had flavor uh, mm-hmm. because it had curry powder in it. That was, it was unusual great. back in the dining. Very hall. unusual. We, we've talked about this before, but but I. I want to just start over and go back to college so I can have like the good dining hall food that kids have today. I had pretty good dining hall food, but still my favorite was the frozen yogurt machine. I mean, oh, for sure. there is nothing better than being 18 years old and having access to like your own like bottomless pit, pros- pit of frozen <laughs> yogurt. You're right. There's nothing better. And than it that. feels like it's free because it's just, you know, yeah, you're, swiping your, you're swiping your card, man. Yes. Your dining hall card. Uh, God, I, my head is just full of gunk. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Third Love. Third Love's 24-7 t-shirt bra might be the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. Yep, Matthew doesn't really know from experience, but I can tell you, I got two of these bras. Uh-huh. I've got two of them. One is in this kind of raspberry color called Vivacious. I know, because you texted me a photo <laughs> of it. No, just of the strap. Let's be clear. Okay. Let's be clear. Anyway, um, so Third Love is this website 
you go to it, you order a bra. They have this incredible deal they're offering our listeners. The deal is... (laughs) You get it for 30 days. You get to wear it. You get to wash it. You get to cut the tags off it. You'll pay a dollar for shipping. And if you don't like it, send it back and they'll charge you nothing. But I bet you're going to like it. I mean, here's the deal. It's got these like really pretty pleated straps. It's kind of a demi bra style, if, if you know what I mean. Um, so it's I know got what a you mean. really pretty cup shape. Uh, is that a thing? A pretty cup shape? I think I, that I can say from experience is a thing. It's a thing. And it's got this really pretty pleated strap that stays in place. Matthew, I don't know if you've ever suffered from any of the, the common bra ailments like cup spillage, cup gaping or slipping straps. But I have. And this bra gives me none of those ailments. I'm delighted to hear that. Yeah, I also love. So I have to tell the listener that that. Third Love supplies us with like some things that they think we might want to say in the um, in the ad. And what I really love is that this week they're really emphasizing the fact that this is a super smoothing bra. So, ladies, if you've ever had the problem that I've had, we're like, this is a real thing. This is not a bit you're doing. You're just standing at attention all the time. This bra oh, will oh, it's smooth like, you. I see. So it's like a, a this like bra a will smooth you. Nipple de-emphasizing. It is. Thing. It is. So you get a comfortable bra. It looks great. It looks hot. Dare I say? And oh, I'm, not, it's I'm never deleting that picture. Super smoothing. You sent me. <laughs> super smoothing. I know. How'd you like my collarbone there, Matthew? Oh wow, that it, was pretty it much really all popped. you saw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's definitely a a figure enhancing, and that includes collarbone enhancing type of thing. <laughs> anyway, so again, this is the Third Love twenty four seven t shirt bra. It's a pretty darn great bra, and you know you've got nothing to lose. Order one, wear it for thirty days. You can cut the tags off. Do whatever you do in your bra. And if you don't like it, send it back after 30 days and you have lost nothing. So go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk to get started. Hey, what about uh, what about sautéing cauliflower? Do you ever cook it on the stove? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, you know, I think you have to. I feel like cauliflower is slightly tricky in that you know it it cooks past a certain point and it gets mushy, but you also want to like get good color on it. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, there's this thing that people call cauliflower steaks, which uh, is kind of a gimmicky term, but mm-hmm. you know, you you, you slice. You slice into the head of cauliflower and make like a slab mm-hmm. and saute the slab. That's really good. Uh, why not, why it... not? Why not just roast it? Um, why not just roast it? Because um, uh... <laughs> mm. I don't know. Okay, all right. Let's move on to talk about. Uh, I think that you. I didn't know there was going to be like a cross examination. <laughs> Do you ever make cauliflower soup? I can't remember the last time I made cauliflower soup. I am the one who put that on the agenda. I've eaten cauliflower soup Is that I enjoy. Is this something, like, you know how people make broccoli cheese soup? Is there, like, a cauliflower cheese soup? People oh, for sure there is. People love to cheese with cauliflower. Well, that, how do you feel about that? Um, I don't know. I, I don't think I like it very much. I, like, a cauliflower gratin, which would okay, have, like, a yes, bechamel yes. or something. That with, like, a, like Gruyere cheese or something. Like, that's that's really nice. But to For me, sure. it's, it's not nicer than just good old roasted cauliflower. 
I got to yeah, say. Yeah, and cauliflower and cheddar just doesn't really speak to me. You know what? I made a recipe, uh, I think I got out of Bon Appetit magazine uh, a couple years ago. Super, super simple. It's, again, a, a variation on roasted cauliflower with some onions, some fresh thyme. And then um, you uh, grate a little bit of Parmesan on it oh. and put it back in the oven. So the Parmesan kind of almost forms these like Frico-like shards Freaky shards. Freaky shards. Um, and gets a little bit crispy and browned itself. I like this I, I idea I posted a lot. the recipe on my blog. It's one of those things that is way tastier than it should be because it's so simple. Let's link that shit up. Yeah, let's link that shit. But it, hey, do you, you know how like people who when they're trying to like avoid carbs or whatever... Oh, make they like make like cauliflower. cauliflower puree, like instead of mashed potatoes or rice well, or something. Uh, well, but I, I think you can like like grind up cauliflower and make like a crust out of it. I don't know how I feel about these things. Uh, I know how I feel about these things. Yeah, I think they're silly. Uh, but I think cauliflower puree can be very good. I agree. I mean, if, if you season it the same way that you would season mashed potatoes, which is to say liberally with salt and fat. Apply liberally. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with a good cauliflower puree. The thing, so the, the thing I think about with cauliflower is like how it can get. I, I know I said this before, but but the the image is just sitting there in my mind, like of you know over like boiled cauliflower, like overly steamed, where it gets sort of translucent. See, I it would has eat no texture. I would eat all of that stuff. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that I like it, but I would eat all of it the same way that there is a little tiny corner of my heart reserved for like gray green canned green beans. Yeah, I don't have that heart corner. I don't have that crusty like, corner. I, is, it I, an, is it a ventricle or an oracle <laughs> atrium? What is it called? I, an oracle. <laughs> I, think that, I think it used to be called like oracles. The, do you mean like the southern oracle? Yeah, I mean like the, the, do you, uh, can it tell, the oracle at Delphi. Can it, can it tell if my heart is not true and will it zap me with its eyes? Yes. Definitely. Do you remember that in the Neverending Story? Yes, um, I yeah I was gonna I was gonna say something about the Oracle of Delphi, but then I realized I don't know what that is. Artax, <laughs> you've got to fight. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that in so long. Oh, I, I keep thinking I need so to watch it. Sad. I need to watch it with my kid. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, that scene with the horse and the quicksand. Yes. Artax. Oh my god. Okay, anyway, so, hey, I recently saw online somewhere, I think it was maybe on The Kitchen or maybe on Serious Eats, um, there was uh, a little piece about how you should save the leaves of your head of cauliflower and roast them that they turn out delicious just like a, a kale chip. And I I saw that too, and I thought, hey, I should try that with this head of cauliflower, but I didn't. Well, and my other thing is, like, how many heads of cauliflower do you have to accumulate oh. to have any number of leaves? Because in general, my cauliflower comes with, at best, four leaves. And a, a head of cauliflower is generally quite large. Yeah. So what am I, am I supposed to save my cauliflower leaves for, like, weeks and weeks till I accumulate enough to actually feed my family of three? Um, you should plant... Uh, a garden. I'm gonna plant the white elite. You're gonna, yeah. You should plant the white. Yeah, have a big sign in your yard on that plot that says "White Elite." <laughs> You'll this be very so, popular in your neighborhood. So terrible! I cannot even get over it. I look. It's. I got this right off the USDA website. God, that's amazing. Uh, the, Somebody yeah. should revoke that seed namers seed naming privileges. Yeah, they should. 
All right. So the other thing I do with cauliflower, um, and really, I can't I can't think of the last time I did something other than roasted or put it in baked pasta. So on uh, probably wait, on the crusty. Wait, you didn't say anything about baked pasta. Well, that's what I'm saying now. Oh, that that was I just like slipped it in there, like you know that's the other thing I'm saying is baked pasta. Cool. So so I, I think probably on the crusty corners episode we we talked about how I like to make this baked pasta. Uh, from the book Cucina Simpatica. It's with, uh, you know, several kinds of cheese and cream, and you bake it until the pasta gets crispy in the oven. You throw some cauliflower in there, and it's great. Yes. It gets just a little bit browned on top and, like, nice and tender. Hmm. Yeah. You're ready. You're ready for your nap, huh? I'm so tired. Today's episode of Spilled Milk was brought to you by Third Love. Third Love's 24-7 t-shirt bra is one of the most comfortable bras I've ever owned. Made out of super soft memory foam that molds to my shape and truly gives me the perfect fit. So get yours today. Go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk to get a free trial. They'll send you the 24-7 t-shirt bra. You'll pay a dollar for shipping. If you don't like it after 30 days, send it back and they'll charge you nothing. Boom! You can find us at SpilledMilkPodcast.com, where we'll link to some episodes. I mean, <laughs> we'll link to some... And some recipes. <laughs> some recipes we mentioned today. Uh, like, uh, you know, roasted cauliflower. I bet that recipe is still on Jim Dixon's website. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if not, here's how you do it. You slice the cauliflower. You toss it with olive oil. You put it in the oven at 450 for 15 minutes. Don't forget the salt. And salt. Yep. Uh, and then sprinkle it maybe with a little more olive oil and salt when it comes out. That's mm. it. You're welcome. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast, where you can weigh in on uh, uh, steamed cauliflower friend or foe. Yep. Uh, you can you can suggest uh, some home cold remedies for <laughs> Molly. Maybe she needs a poultice. Or uh, <laughs> a poultice. I hadn't thought about that in a long time. <laughs> I, I don't really know what it is, except that maybe it's some kind of little bundle. I used to have to sometimes poultice Your horse? my horse's yeah. legs. I knew yeah. you were going to say horse. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> poultice. This is poultice, my horse. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe, uh, you, you, you know what you need? You need like a hot water bottle on your head and a thermometer coming out of your mouth. Oh. Uh, you can uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, and until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. We're like a luck dragon for your ears. <laughs> oh, yes! Oh, that's the best! Yeah. I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm a trade. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, so let's hear let's hear your Swedish chef impression. Ongi bongi dongi bongi. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 